Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Spray On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. One day, some of the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. You know why? It was out of respect. This is Dirt and Spray. The most important thing in business is honesty, integrity, hard work, family. Never forgetting where we came from. See, you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. A month from now, this Hollywood big shot's going to give you what you want. Too late, man. I'll shoot you in a week. I'm going to make him an offer again with you. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Me, I always tell it to you, even when I lie. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Come on. Last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again. The Fan. All right, welcome back in our number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey app, youtube.com slash 1080 The Fan. Good morning. Uh, one listener, I think kind of with what my general thought was at the end of that last segment, it, it really kind of felt like you are the finance financing backer. And uh, the financier of the whole project, the, you sounded very defensive, and uh, I was not expecting the tone and the kind of position mm. you took on that one. Uh, no, I don't have five billion in the uh, in the bank account. You think I'd be getting up at four in the morning to come here? No, but it kind of felt like I was like talking about this with one of the people of ah. the project. The way you were so adamant. Well, if we get to it. the point where there's a real opportunity for Major League Baseball to get a team. You want it to work. Isn't that, I mean, yeah. We don't have to rehash this because I know how you feel, but, like, I would kind of just ask, isn't that kind of where we're at right now, though, is we're in a position where we're trying to get a Major League Baseball team? We know they're going to expand. Like, you don't need an announcement. That's a fairly obvious thing. Salt Lake City's gearing their entire city up for it right now. So, like, yeah. we know that's happening. But it's not It's not going to happen until Manfred says it's time for it to happen. Okay. And that's still, I think. He's just gone around to cities meeting with them secretly and told them it's going to happen, but we're waiting for Manfred. Until it goes. Okay. Um, You can reach the show at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more info uh, at VancouverFord.com. If you miss any of the hours of any show, one, two, three, um, Danny, Dusty, Primetime, us, any of them, you can always catch it at 1080thefan.com under our podcast section. That's where it'll be, and we store it out there, catch all the podcasts uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And I want to remind you guys that uh, we're inviting you to uh, go to 1080thefan.com. 
and sign up for our first Fan Winter Golf Classic. We do the Summer Golf Classic. We have the Winter Golf Classic now at X-Golf Tualatin uh, and X-Golf Vancouver. It's Tuesday, February 27th. Sign your threesome up now, and you can choose from either the noon round or 4 p.m. round at either location. Danny and Dusty will be live from X-Golf in Vancouver. Isaac Atsuk will be live from X-Golf Tualatin. The winning threesome gets a free foursome at the 10th annual Fan Golf Classic this summer. And the last place threesome will receive a free lesson at X Golf. Go to 1080thefan.com for more info and assign your threesome up now. I don't know if there's anything that gets us quite hot and bothered than hypothetical sports teams not existing in our city, but arguing about where they should play and if they will actually exist. Would you put your money, I'll, I'll say this and then we'll move on. Would you put your money on that this is going to happen? Eventually, one day, yes. I don't know when that one day is. But we're going to be the, one of the cities picked for expansion? Yes. In the next expansion? Yes. So one day is probably within the next five years. Five to ten years. Five. Now it's ten? Well, five five to ten until it's actually built and there's a team here playing. Wow. Yeah. What do we do in that situation? Like, what if one city's ready, the other city's not ready? Or are you picking two cities that don't have stadiums? I think you would. I, you're probably going to pick two that there's. Salt Lake has a stadium. They're like they they put like a thing out where they say they're ready. They have AAA ball. Yeah, they, they have gonna, the old Portland Beavers, the Salt Lake Bees. Or oh, is that, what, is that where the Beavers went? Salt Lake City. Yeah, there you go. Um. Well, they probably have, I don't know what it seats, they probably have to put in some temporary seating to add to it. Some kind of, yeah, requirement for a certain yeah, amount, right? There yeah. needs to be at least, I don't know, 20000 or something. Um, Damian Lillard is back in town. Yeah. He made his return. He went to Adidas yesterday. The media yep. got the email, hey, be there with your cameras. And they dedicated a basketball court to him. They put his name on it. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty cool little... Thing yep. to have on your resume of his career, and he got to sign the court. And do you see what he showed up in? No, red and black. <laughs> you know his colors are green and purple now. Why is he showing up red yeah. and black? Ooh, what's it mean? Uh, it means I'm taking the under of three and a half years until he's back here as a role guy for the Portland Trailblazers. But he is back tonight. Big moment. Teams, you know, had some spots, but relatively kind of irrelevant this year for a lot of our fans in Portland. This is the game to go to. Damian Lillard's making his return as a Milwaukee Buck. It's going to feel really weird to see it. I think so. To hear it, to see it, the tribute video. Because all those years, and look, I, I'm, I this isn't a shot at him, but like all the years of like, I'm here and I, I'm okay not winning a championship, it, it, it worked itself to the point where he kind of felt like he had no choice and he gets to go to a great situation uh, with Giannis. I believe this will be a hundred percent approval rating. He will get a standing ovation. It sounds like he's gonna have a two to four minute type of, you know, welcome back. Yep. This was your career video. And of all the games to miss, this is the one I'm super jealous of because the atmosphere, the electricity of hey, he's playing us and like they're not very good, but maybe they give I think Chance is going to play the veteran guys as much as he can tonight. This is going to be yeah. the Malcolm Brogdon 35 minutes, 8 and 34 minutes, um, Anthony Simons 36 minutes. Like, this is that game, I think. You go try to win this game. You probably can't beat the Bucs, 
But in the off chance you get hot and you can't miss, Jeremy, Malcolm, Ant, go try to get a dub. Ruin yeah. his homecoming. I Give him a standing ovation, clap, cheer for him, but then the game happens and you're My, against him. The big question I have, I mean, we've seen, what, four, five, 60-point games in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Do the Bucks say, all right, Dame, <laughs> have at it. Giannis kind of hinted at that. He <laughs> said, we're going to feed him, but we want to win the game. Like, okay. Sounds like you're just going to give him a ton of looks. Because if you were actually putting a game plan together for this game, uh, I'm turning Giannis loose and going to the rim. Well, yeah, I mean, Giannis. Giannis Giannis is the one that could have 50 or 60 pretty easily tonight. (laughs) But I wonder if they'll be like, if they they go early to Dame or Dame sets everybody up and, and then in the fourth quarter, it's Dame time. I, I'm very curious to see how it plays out. The Bucks are ten and a half point favorites. They probably could be fifteen point favorites. Yeah, if they show up and want to have a show. Well, they need the game. They just lost to Denver. Yeah. They're trying to keep track with Boston. Trying to stay in front of Philly. Like, yeah, they can't afford to be losing this. And Philly, by the way, might have had a massive injury last night. Yeah, Embiid did play, and then yeah, Kaminga landed on yeah. in the fourth quarter. It was terrible. That looked awful. And I actually thought it was Draymond. I just kind of lost track. Yeah, and I was like, please don't let that be Draymond. It was That's an awkward. It was an awkward. It was, but it was one of those like as soon as he landed on it, the leg just kind of bent down and. Oh, you felt for the big guy. You really did. I not shocked he played because, well, it's TNT, but man, to have that kind of happen to them, they were already 14 points down at that point. Massive blow. So Milwaukee has to come in here caring about the game. The emotional part of this and the response to all of it, we got some audio to get to as well. Uh, Dirt and Sprague, we're back with more on Damian Lode. How you feel about seeing Dame come back tonight? Are you going to the game? We'll talk about it more next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's, uh, I'll read this text. I thought this was really funny. Somebody said if uh, at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. Somebody said if Sprague put as much energy into his picks as he did in beating down a 90-year-old man for his opinion, he wouldn't be hosting a radio show in Portland. Sorry that I'm beating you down so hard. Who are they talking about? Well, He's 90. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> we, well, do we not know the show? We don't know the inside jokes of the show? You look great for your age. 
Yeah, got a haircut yesterday. Oh, God, you had some sex, you got a haircut. Feeling sassy? Oh, 90-year-old. What a 90-year-old you are. I wish I could be that when I'm 90. That's right. Uh, Dame Lillard's making his return, and he was out at Adidas campus yesterday. I got this clip from Arlando Sanchez of KGW Channel 8. Um, I believe he and a couple other media members were out there and, you know, just asking Dame on what this is like. You're, I mean, it's one thing to be traded, and then it's like, oh, okay, this is weird. I'm not wearing the same uniform. I'm not going to be in that locker room anymore. He's going to a smaller locker room tonight. What's it going to be like on returning? Well, he's here. The game is tonight. Here was Dame yesterday out at Adidas. I mean, I'm just excited, excited to play. Um, obviously, it was a, a great time. I, I love the organization. I loved uh, everybody that I went to work with every day. And um, I think what made it the hardest is it wasn't a it wasn't a broken relationship. So um, coming back is just, you know, being able to be here. I'm in a great situation. Um, you know, the reason it all came about in the first place was for a chance to win it all. We couldn't be at that place at the same time. Uh, so I, I come back with love and, you know, I'm excited to be back in the Motor Center. I played uh, so many games that I recognize fans' faces, you know, from the court. So seeing their faces, being back in the building, being back um, home, uh, I'm excited to play the game and I'm going you know, to play the game free. So, you know, we're here to win a game and that's it. I'm curious to see how he reacts to this. I said yesterday with Danny on the Jack Ramsey's pod, I was like, the only time I can think in his career where these nerves have been somewhat similar or been to this high a level for him has to be the rookie year first game against Kobe and the Lakers, right? Probably. I'm just like, oh, my. Like He's almost shaking physically because yeah. of how internally – He's he's amped for this game. I'd imagine it's something. Maybe their similar. first playoff series. That's a yeah, that's a good one, but you know, get you know, walk off on that. The one thing we saw about him is even if those nerves are high, he internalizes that so well yep. and doesn't allow it to interrupt the game swag. He mentions there, you know, how it kind of ended. I I want to kind of point out how we got to where we were with him and where we are going. Now, this isn't to say this is the wrong decision and this won't pan out for us. I Certainly hear from that crowd, and I hear from the others, yeah, we should have tanked. We were terrible. It was time to end it all. And somebody tell me we had no assets to get better with Dame here, and I just like, you know, we had top 10 picks in back-to-back years. But, okay, we didn't have the assets. This is a reminder, last trade deadline, uh, I don't know if we'll get to this today, maybe something to carry over for tomorrow. We're not sure if they're going to make a move. Maybe they are. But they also seem like they're okay keeping Jeremy and Malcolm and not making any trades. Here was Joe Cronin at last year's trade deadline when they still had Damian Lillard. This is what he said. You won't see from this group uh, a lack of trying or a lack of innovation or a lack of creativity. We're going to be ridiculously aggressive to the point where once we push our chips all the way in, like deal to deal, you might look and say, wow, they lost that deal. They gave a lot for that guy. But no, that's just us pushing our chips in. We feel extremely obligated to put uh, a great roster around Damian Lillard. And when I say we, that's from the top. Jody and I have had a lot of conversations about how important it is for us to do right by Damian. That <clears throat> was like yeah. five months before they traded him. Just I, this a refresher of like, I know you guys know this, but some of you act like, this was a done deal that they weren't ever trying to build around Dame. And I, I just wanted to remind people, like, yeah. that's what they said. That at the was trade the intention. Deadline. So either there was a 
bold-faced misdirection or they couldn't make it happen. Uh yeah, certainly both things uh, possible. That's the only outcome. Here was uh, just a few months later, Joe Cronin at the draft. They drafted a point guard who was 19, and he was asked about Dame still being on the roster with a Scoot Henderson. I think the first thing he said is, yeah, Shaden can swing a little, which helps. But um, there's naturally 12 minutes right behind Dame where if Ant doesn't swing to the one as often. So you get that. Um, it's still figuring it out you know like a really important thing in a draft and you know we hear it all the time and probably here in portland more than anywhere draft for talent not need it's critical and i just wasn't going to be moved at all by need especially drafting that high i was drafting the best player possible and then we're going to figure it out and they did figure it out. They traded Damian Lillard Which about... Was, was he burned by Zach Collins? Being, I mean, he was in... He was there in the, in the room. Zach Collins? What are you talking about? Well, drafting for need versus the best talent available. Oh, well, I mean, famously, the Zach Collins pick was something Neil wanted and then made up a story about watching Zach Collins at Portland and... There you go. There's Kevin McHale and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge hybrid. Zach Collins, our 10th pick. Trade two picks to move up 10 to draft that. Yeah. Well, Joe Cronin was part of the staff yeah, at that point. Yeah, but uh, and this isn't to say Joe didn't have any insider help along the way. I, I think the one thing I've liked about it is identifying what kind of player he likes. And on that specific pick, knowing what we kind of knew about the previous general manager i don't know how much say people had on that true i don't know if that was a big meeting well, not board, that it was his, of... like it was his thing but he saw what happened when you try to fit something in versus okay here's the board the best player Who do i right? think is the yeah. third best best player in this draft regardless of position i believe bam was also interviewed a year or two or three years ago and he basically was asked and he said portland didn't even talk to me really yeah. it was not really a thing they were looking at like bam out of bio <laughs> Got picked after. Yeah, anyways, not to rehash it too much, but just like it's crazy how quickly we went from you're going to almost question us and say we lost the trade to put our chips in the middle for Dame to, hey, Dame's coming back tonight as a member of a different team. How do you feel about it? This has only been months. That's just it's not even been a year yet. Sub a year. that All that transpired. What a What a just turn. Yeah. What a turn. And it's not that it's not the right move. Dame's aging, a contract in later years for sure. You can certainly suggest that, hey, there wasn't a uh, an all-in move. And that's a fair point. Maybe the asking price for certain players was ridiculous and almost everybody here was like, ah, don't give up that. Uh, OG's been pretty good for the Knicks. I want to say they're 14-2 and two since they traded yeah, for him. Yeah, but he just got hurt. I know, I know. But I'm just saying like, there were there were moves. It was just a matter of was the asking price uh, too much. But Portland's going in tonight, fourteen and thirty three. Dame making his return, and so uh, we'll have to wait and see. Looked like a pretty cool event too that uh, Casey Holdall and uh, Bruce Eli had on yesterday. They the photographs Dame's mm. time in Portland, and it wasn't just it wasn't basketball photos necessarily. It was just his time in Portland. Yeah, personal photos, you know, photos of. Uh, you know, different fits and life on the road and whatnot. So that seemed like it was a pretty cool event. I had heard about that late, 
but I had basketball practice, so I couldn't go to it. But he's he's making his return, and it's going to make people feel people that love this team, the yeah, truly diehards of emotions. I'm curious how many Lillard Blazer jerseys we see in it. I would think so. Does Ant try to bust his ass like little brother against big brother? I would hope Ant's geared up for it. Yeah, me too. He's had a shaky little couple games here. Hopefully snaps out of that and plays well against Damian Lillard. Let's talk a little bit more about this with a guy with a good perspective. He goes to the games. You know the sub stack. You've, seen, you've heard him on everything. He's been on our show. He's been on other shows. He does Sean Hyken's podcast. Eric Gunderson of Blazer Banter. He's going to join us for the Daily Ticker. Hang around with us a little bit. What this means. We'll dive into NFL Zag at 8 a.m. We got Statter Story at 8.15. A nice little feel-good local story that's on the East Coast right now that happened last night. We got audio with that. And, uh, yeah, we have a loaded hour and a half of the show. Eric Gunderson on the Daily Ticker next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How do you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. It is Daily Ticker time. It's Dame Day. So one of our uh, listeners on Twitter is call it that. And uh, a lot to talk about. Damian Lillard making his return. You know him on Twitter, at Blazer Banter. Great Substack as well. Eric Garcia Gunderson, who's been covering this team, this franchise for quite some time. Uh, he is going to join us. Do we have him, Swag? You still ringing him up there? Yeah, we have him now. Okay, Eric Gunderson is going to join us here as... Um, what was that sound? Nothing. Okay. Uh, not, not, nothing. That not, nothing what? at all. Okay. Uh, I, I was just picking up the phone. Okay. That uh, we have check tape on that one. I, I that sounded like something that we've talked about before, but we'll get we'll check tape on that one. Uh, it is Dame Day here, <laughs> Gundy. It's Dame Day. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, you're feeling good now, as I think I just heard. Um, <laughs> Hey, hey, you know, it's the morning. <laughs> wow, that's an all-time great little uh, soundbite we're going to have to pull on that one. I don't know if you knew you were on at that point, but it's Dame Day here, man. What, what? How do you feel? Like, What are you just thinking about with Damian Lillard making his return in a non-Blazer uniform? I mean, it's, um, it's, I mean, it's bittersweet, man. You know, like, it, it just is. Uh, 
so many great times and and also the like the pang the pangs of like they didn't get it quite done you know they didn't get him to a finals they you know part of that is coming up in the same conference as a dynasty but also some shortcomings of of decisions that were made and it's just like um i'm happy that he's in a place where he can win a championship but you know it, it it's still it's a little bittersweet did you ever think we'd get here? Like, were you one of those you believed, you know, not that he's a liar, obviously, but, like, situation forcing a hand. Did you, did you think he was ever really going to leave? I mean, you know, it, it, it didn't it never feel like it. But, you know, as time went by, as as things started to kind of fall apart around him, you know, we the, the whole old Shea thing, you know, with, with him – getting out and it seemed like it seemed like there was tension between him and Olshay even before Olshay got out um so that started to kind of build a little bit and 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 then the power struggle and then also just decisions not really going their way signing Gary Payton um you, you know things like that where like you you'd think that that would have worked and that would have fixed things and or would have made a, a nice addition and it was a complete minus like as as those bad decisions and bad moves started to stack up on top of each other, it it started to become more real. I uh, I you could certainly point and say this is the right way to go. Dame's aging, the back end of the contract, uh, moves don't appear from the outside perspective to be enticing enough to gamble with. But the one thing I always hold to him, and and we're already so deep into the rebuild that it's like. We don't necessarily have to dive into this for very long, but I just played in the last segment, Gundy. I, I played the clip from the deadline last year where you mentioned Gary Payton II was an absolutely atrocious decision. It backfired big in their face, and he got the bag and then got to go back to the team that he really wanted to play for. They used the term uh, chips all in, like people were going to be offended almost by how all in they were going to go to build around Dame, and what, five Six months later, he's a Milwaukee Buck. Do you still yeah. think about that quote? Like, why that has to be one of Joe's regrets is using that term given that they didn't make any moves. They kept all their draft picks and drafted a 19 year old playing the same position as him. Yeah, I mean, I think that has to be at this point the biggest mistake of his tenure was saying that. Um, was saying that they were going to go all in and they were going to completely go all in and no matter what to, to build a team around Dame. And obviously, you know, they, last year they, they, they tanked when they, you know, they had a chance, they still had an outside shot of making the play in tournament. They, in, instead of, you know, maybe haggling for maybe trying to get Sadiq Bay in that Gary Payton deal, who would have been a nice piece. They opted to go for second round picks, which, you know, that's not helping you win today. And, and so that was about the future. And so um, I, I think, you know, he was in a tough position, but ultimately, you know, it wasn't the right thing to say because it, I think it led a lot of people to believe that they were going to be super serious about building a contender. And they just, they weren't. Um, and I think, I think they tried to an extent, but I think they were not going to overextend themselves to the point where, which is what he said they would do, that people might be offended about how all in they're going to be, and they and they never even they they did not go to that point um, of, of overextending, and so yeah, no, it, it was that was a real miss for sure.
Uh, Eric Gunderson is our guest here. You can find him on Twitter at Blazer Banter. Has a great sub stack. He's been covering the Blazers for a long time. You've heard him on all the shows here on The Fan and all the uh, the podcasts of, of the people of note out there that do really good Blazer content. Uh, and he's a good friend of the show on Twitter at Blazer uh, Banter. Emotions wise, are you going to be in the building tonight? I should have asked you that at the beginning. Are you going to be at the game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be there tonight. Uh, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be there, uh, doing some work, getting some quotes, you know, obviously it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an emotional night, man. I had to be there. So yeah, I will, I will definitely be there and, and probably have something to write about it after. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Do you think him or Ann are going to score more? Oh, I mean, I, I, I think Dan's going to go for, I think he's going to go off. Like, like I, and Doc Rivers is also such a big narrative heavy coach. Oh yeah. I feel, you know, I feel like, I feel like with Doc being the coach now, like they're going to, they're going to run so many plays for Dame. They're going to try and set him up to have a huge game. Like, I mean, Giannis said, you know, like that they're going to be trying to support him. And I just feel like that's going to be there tonight. So I would not be surprised if Dame goes for like 45 tonight. I- See, that's the thing is he he talked, I think, yesterday out at Adidas, just how emotional all of it is and how like it's it's just going to be a moment that he hasn't experienced, obviously, because he's only been on two teams now. But how he and not that he hasn't been in pressure pack situations or felt the nerves of, of getting ready for a game, but just like how he internalizes the video the Mark Mason introduction, which I would I would imagine is going to be the same that he got when he was a blazer how he internalizes all of those feelings because he's never been here. He's never had to go through this before. This is different than any experience he's ever had. I'm fascinated to see what the first like five minutes of that game is. I tend to agree with you that he's going to go off or that they're going to try to make a point of letting him go off. But does he start 0 for 3, like kind of pressing and letting the nerves kind of get to him a little bit there? Yeah, I mean, like you said, we've never seen this before, but, you know, I'm thinking back now – you know, his first game at Golden State in Oakland when he was with the Blazers as a rookie, he went off in that game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I just think, like, at, when Damian Lillard, he responds to pressure by performing at the highest level. Like, it's just, like, it's kind of what he does. And I, But I totally could see, like, nerves early kind of getting to him and then just kind of kicking in, you know, like the, his game kicking in after that. Because it does seem like one of those things where it's like, both teams are going to be because because you know the Blazers, you know most things in, in around the Blazers still all still kind of revolve around Dane even if he's not there. So like they're all going to be thinking about it. Ant's going to be thinking about it. Scoot I think is going to be thinking about it because of all the the tension between him and and, and Dane like, mm-hmm. like like that there was like there's no way that it's it's not going to be on the front of everybody's mind, not just Dane's, but but the whole Blazers team as well. They've already played once. They blew a huge lead. The Bucks came back and ended up winning a game that they were getting slaughtered in. I'm curious with Chauncey. I, I, I think Chauncey, I, they're not caring about wins and loss, like, you know, how many wins they get. Obviously, they're 14 and 33. I think this is going to be the game that some people on Twitter just get upset because all oh, the young guys didn't play as much. I think Chauncey's going to try to win. I think it's going to be... <laughs> Ant, mm-hmm. Malcolm, Jeremy, D.A., and Tease, and I think they're all in like the 32 to 36-minute range. I think this is an all-out 
no, 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 let's try to spoil the homecoming. You can cheer for him, give him the standing ovation, give him the tribute video, give him the flowers, but then try to ruin it for him. Do you think Chauncey takes the approach? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, look, I think, I think Chauncey's looking for a signature win. Um, because he, I, you know, they, they, they've had some wins, but I don't think you have one that like, especially this year, like, I think the Oklahoma city one was the, where they lost on that lat that late call was maybe the closest he could have gotten the almost but, like, win, <laughs> the, the almost win. But, but I think he's really looking for a signature win. And I think yeah. this game's on ESPN. It's Dame's homecoming. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think they're going to be playing the veterans as many minutes as they can to try and get the win. Because I think, I think, not only for the players, I think for Chauncey and, and his tenure here, I think he's looking for something like that to hang his hat on. Uh, there's some reporting out there about what they will or will not be doing at the deadline. If you could hang around during the break, I want to pick your brain on what you make of this team so far. They're not very good, but the start of the build post-Dame and where you think it all kind of lies and how you feel about some of the narratives or noise around what they will or will not be doing on the trade deadline. So Gundy, just we're going to put you on hold. We'll carry this over on the other side and we'll just dive in a little bit more. I want to get your thoughts. We haven't had you on the show in a while. So uh, we'll continue with Eric Gunderson, Blazer Banter on Twitter at Blazer Banter next on the fan. All right. We got NFL Zigger Zag coming up at 8 a.m. Uh, Eric Gunderson joining us for another segment. We carried it over here on Twitter at Blazer Banter. Gundy, I want to read a text from one of our listeners at the Vancouver Ford text line. He says, my 10-year-old still wears his Blazers Lillard gear regularly and can't wait to hear it in the Moda Center tonight. Blazer fans for life, but also Dame fan as well. That's from one of our listeners, RJ. And I think that's the thing is there's a lot of people that are swags age or older that remember the Clyde Drexler return. There's like a decent chunk of fans tonight that are going to be in that building. And Dame's kind of the start of fandom. It's not just 10-year-olds. I think you go to young 20-somethings. All they've known is Damian Lillard as a Blazer. And so they're going to experience what Blazer fans felt in the mid-90s when Clyde came back. It's just it's going to feel weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely think it's going to feel weird. I mean, I, I remember Clyde being on the Rockets, but I don't. I wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like, And I, and it, well, I didn't remember it like I remember Dame. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. you know. Uh, and, and I mean, I think the closest thing that we can come to is like when CJ came back with New Orleans, he got a really good reception. I'm imagining that Dame's reception is going to be even bigger um, and even more emotional for people. I mean, you go to a game and the majority of the jerseys in the crowd still, even when Dame isn't there, are Lillard jerseys. Like, like it, it, he's just connected to the franchise forever, and it's you know, the best moments that the franchise has had in the last 20 years were because of him. And so it's really going to be something that I've never experienced. I know a lot of people might not have it, but for those that do, including myself, I would highly advise watching the local product. Put it on route tonight. They're going to have probably the best coverage of it. ESPN's going to do what they do. But I feel like uh, Root is an option for this game is probably the way I'd go. I don't know if KC is back, but Demers and Lamar have been delightful. Um, let me ask you about this team, this Blazer team. So we're post Damian Lillard. He's back at Adidas, but he's a Milwaukee Buck. He might go win his first ring this year. I think you and I, we text uh, from time to time during league pass nights or different things pop up. And I think you and I see a lot of similar things in the league. Let's see if we see similar things with the team. Let's start here. Where are you at on Chauncey Billups, the head coach? You know, I mean, I, I couldn't have been more out 
uh, after the seven-game road trip where they had the worst point differential in NBA history. Um, but, you know, I have to say, over the last couple of weeks, like, I mean, it's, it hasn't been, like, the most inspired, but I do think putting Jabari Walker into the starting lineup mm-hmm. was a really smart move. And also, you know, he talked a lot to the media about moving the ball and having more ball movement. But something has obviously changed with the way he's talking to the team about that because – they have gone from being a bottom five team in passes per game over until, you know, through that bad road trip from the start of the season. Since that road trip over the last like three weeks, they've been a top 10 team in passes per game. So he either got something through to them in a better way, or maybe he realized that he needed to harp on it more, but whatever it is, I don't think just adding Jabari Walker to the lineup is the reason why they've made that huge jump in passes per game and like as much as I you know was mad at the like thinking you know the team didn't look like they were playing hard at all it seemed like they didn't care and it seemed like he didn't really care you know getting the technical against Oklahoma City even if it was ill-timed it you know you could there's a little bit more passion there and it also feels like you know he's gotten the team to play the brand of basketball that he's been saying he wants them to play recently now can that sustain i don't know and it was concerning that it took having the worst road trip in nba history to do that <laughs> but you know but like he they have improved a little bit i mean but you know but yeah. I, I i you know that, that's where i'm at with it but it's like i'm still it's the evaluation still going on for me but i have to give him credit for these last three weeks they've been more watchable i uh moved the ball. yeah I'm, I'm not a huge fan i i don't think he's amazing by any stretch, but on that technical, I had somebody in the media text, hey, what did you think of that? I'm like, well, I mean, obviously it's bad timing, but at least he finally looked like he gave a damn about something. Most of the time he's in that quarter zip, just like, you know, meandering about, waiting for the game so he could dap up the coach. Like, I at least felt that he was actually doing something in that. Now, to your credit, like, yeah, they have, they've had a nice stretch. Now, they haven't won all these games, but they've at least had a, a better, more watchable stretch. There's, there's reporting out there in some intel the scuttlebutt on trade deadline, they might not be moving Malcolm. I don't think they're moving Jeremy unless they get some amazing deal that nobody sees coming. What would you think if they make no moves with this team and this roster? You know, I think, listen, if this is NBA 2K and, and we, you know, you just play, play Scoot 35 minutes a game and, like, his development score is just going to keep going up and up. But, like, this isn't 2K. No. And, and and I don't think, you know, for, for the rest of the season, I'm sure it'll happen at some point if they keep Malcolm around. You know, I'm sure they'll shut him down at some point. And, and Scoot will continue to get, you know, 30, 35 minutes a game at some point in the season. But I don't think him having bad games with high minutes totals is good for his development either. And it does seem like he's been stacking good performances on top of each other coming off the bench. And the thing with Malcolm that I think is a different thing that, you know, our, our, our friend Danny Rang also pointed out is like, he's under contract for another year next year. This isn't like Josh Hart last year where it was like an expiring, uh, right? Yeah. Where he's, where, where he's expiring. And next year is when also the, the collective bargaining agreements, financial penalties start to kick in for you know, teams on the apron and, mm-hmm. and, and the taxes get harsher. So something like an expiring contract might help a team get out of cap hell. And to me, that could also open up the market beyond just, you know, teams that are, you know, looking to make a little noise in the first round, which to me 
seems like that's kind of what the market is for Malcolm. And again, once you get past this draft, then you start looking at drafts for net draft picks in following years. And from everything we've read and heard is that this draft is not the best first round draft in terms of talent. And they've already also got two second round picks that project to be pretty good seconds. They've got the 34th overall pick right now from Charlotte and the 38th overall pick from Atlanta. So it's not like they're lacking chances to swing and, and, and hit on a guy. Uh, are we in lockstep? Like we're both taking the nuggets to win the West, right? No matter what people are, you know, the noise around the Clippers or maybe people want to give Luca or OKC is young and they're at the top and Minnesota has been the one seed for most of the year. Are we, are we in lockstep on Denver winning the West? Yeah. 100%. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. They, they, cause it's, you know, Jokic, he he just walks his way to 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 triple doubles with thirty points every night, and, yeah. and 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 Jamal Murray seemingly only gets up for enormous games against the best teams. Um, but so like when they play like say Brooklyn, you know they might not look that good, but they're they're the chance until further notice. And I yeah I. I I take them over the field in the West for sure. And I'll get you out on this. You need Boston to not get to the finals like you need air like me, right? We need this to be a Milwaukee-Denver series. I mean, I would love a Milwaukee-Denver series for sure. But, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I want it to be Milwaukee, obviously, for Dane to get a chance to go to the finals. Um, but I, I have to say, I, I, I kind of do like the way – I mean, I – you know, we all hate Boston, but the way that they they play now that they have Porzingis is, is very intriguing, and and I would not hate that matchup with Porzingis and Jokic. To be honest with you, that game that they played in Boston, where Denver won, was m- maybe not the game of the year, but one of the best. It games was up there. Year. Yeah, it, it for sure was. They're a great team. I just I kind of need Bill Simmons tears. Some of those podcasts are becoming like. <laughs> A little ridiculous. It's like they've won three straight titles instead of just saying, you know, what they have actually done. Uh, Gundy, enjoy the game. I know it's going to be weird. Even for media members, I think it's going to be weird. Enjoy the game. We look forward to the coverage. And thanks for hopping on, hanging out with us for a half hour. I think you flushed a toilet, but you're not saying yes or no, but we're going to pull the audio to check, okay? (laughs) All right, yeah, let the tape tell the tale, I guess. Swag Um, Swag thinks you did a bong rip. I think you flushed a toilet. We're going to have to pull the audio and see which one was accurate. Okay. All right, guys. Well, uh, you guys have a great day. Thanks for having me. All right. There we go. Eric Gunderson at Blazer Banter on Twitter. He'll be at the game tonight. Give him a follow. He's a good friend of the show. Loaded final hour. We kick it off with NFL Zigger Zag next on The Fan. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.